And we're live. Howdy, folks. John here. Coming to you live. I'm in the um, I'm in the city. I'm in the city of Clawson, and doing a very interesting podcast today with a very special guest. He's an artist. Um, he's a producer. He's he's a talented guy. And I like um, prior to starting this, the more analytical side of 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 I guess helping me with the audio tips and whatnot. We have a uh, Mr. Jay Cribs. Hello. What's up, Jay? That's me. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks for coming on, dude. I've um, I'm glad to be here. I mean, well, I didn't really have to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fun. And um, Jay's on the that's the short SM7B. SM7B yeah. The the AKA the uh, the Joe Rogan microphone, which had is, to get it. Had to pull is, it. Off I mean, dude, that I've I love that microphone, dude. It, oh, it looks too. so sick. Like just just like sitting there, and then I'm on the the SM58 Classic. Um, Jay, I haven't I haven't seen you in a while, dude. I think the last time I seen you was at the Aretha Franklin with mm, Kanye. No, 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 no. I saw you at the 070 show. Oh. Yeah. 070 Shake, L Club. That was January. January 20. Dang, that was... Last show I ever saw. Was that the last show? Yeah. Mm, dang. Yeah, that was in January. Right before quarantine. Yeah. Yep. That was, a, that was a good show. It was a good show. Yeah. I think at one point I like... I left the venue and then I ended up like walking back in the venue like 30. I don't know why, but um, that was a good show, man. And I remember we were at rewind a little bit going back to, to the Aretha Franklin Kanye and all of a sudden, like I'm standing next to you. Then mm. like 30 minutes later, you're on stage, like <laughs> setting up a bunch of wires and, and yeah. like Kanye's right there. And like they got like the, the, the keyboards and I'm like, I'm like, Jeff, look, how the Jay Cribs, there's Caleb, there's Jay Cribs. I'm like, bro, how did he get up there? Yeah, that was actually, it was like really crazy because like, because we were doing the, the choir thing. Exactly. Like you were right next to me, dude. Like you were mm. like right next to me. All of a sudden I blink and you're gone. You're on stage. Yeah. Like literally Caleb had hit me up the night before and he was like, do you want to work it? And I was like, yeah. I was like, that sounds like that would be fun. So I did that and then we pulled up and I guess it was more than I expected. Like we're actually up there. We were like literally setting up Kanye's green room and all that. And uh, that was just a fun experience. Yeah, that was... Still never got paid, but... Were they really supposed to pay you a bag? Yeah, but... Oh, it's all good. It's Kanye's been, people are like... Yeah, but... Wow. I mean, it's not on their fault. It's really more so on my end, because I didn't really send all the information in, so... Oh, it's all good, man. Um, Did it for the were you were, were you at the... Uh, like, once the... Because once the, the Sunday service ended, there was the... Kanye, mm -hmm. I guess the album release party, yeah. the secret album release party at the the Fox, I think. Yep. You were there? Yep. Yeah. Were you in the back of the stage too, bro? <laughs> That's funny, yeah. dude. That's dude, I I remember like that day so vividly because mm -hmm. it was like such action packed. Nobody knew it was, like, like, it was just so much so energy. much going, dude. So much energy. Everybody in the city. was just so psyched, dude. And it was awesome. I miss like, that. Dude, like so fun, dude. Like so, like vividly the 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 like the music and then like the people and like everybody just everybody and their grandmother was literally. I had folks mm -hmm. from Canada to freaking uh, Windsor mm -hmm. people driving from Grand Rapids just to come and and that's fun, dude. But it was a good time. It was like just amazing to see like the city come together for something like that, and just to see like someone actually caring about Detroit and like having that be the first place that he does the like, first place that yeah. he, he um like plays the album exactly for, and I just thought that was amazing like that's really like the first there were so many like Twitter videos on some oh Kanye's playing this song this is the leak and it was like Detroit out of all places like yeah it could be Calabasas it could be Wyoming yeah. or whatever all of his his like but New York New Detroit. York 
the Detroit. Like that's yeah. just like. And he knows because it's like there's really the soul here, and that's what, like really what like the album a lot of like you know gospel. It's like it all started here, so like yeah. it only made sense to like do it here. And mm-hmm. I love like, that he did the whole. That. I guess you know the, the Motown and everything mm-hmm. and <clears throat> the history at the Fox and the Aretha Franklin and all mm-hmm. that, all that good stuff. Um, which is kind of crazy. Um, I'm actually curious myself. Like, let's let's rewind a little bit to like mm-hmm. the, the young Jay Cribs and and I guess I never heard the answer. I've never heard you talk. But like, what kind of stepped you into like what grasped you and like kind of pulled you into the the music scene? Okay, so if we're gonna start back then, so like I really started making music when I was like ten, and it's because my my dad uh, my dad is a preacher. So I would always be at like church all the time. But funny enough, my church doesn't actually, it's like in the denomination, like we don't have like instruments. So, and I always like was into music as a kid and that like not having instruments, like it triggered my brain to like want to like do something with music. Cause it's like, I I never have it. And I'm around all this, like these awesome singers and stuff like that. And so I just remember just like one day, just in the back of the church, I downloaded FL Studio and I just, I would start off just remaking beats. Like I specifically remember remaking the lollipop beat by Lil Wayne. And that was so much fun to me. And like, I just kept going from there. That's sweet, man. So you're basically just putting on the, this track on FL. Like, so you just basically taught yourself how to use those, yeah. the, the, the software and stuff. Like I, I would YouTube like tutorials on like yeah. you can literally that. learn everything on YouTube. It's, it's crazy, but um, is it the correct terminology like the DAW um, software? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, those are those can get so like deep and I I personally I, like I don't know how to use it. Like folks that um use that like I think that's so cool and <clears throat> so you were literally just popping that into to FL and mm-hmm. just kind of tweaking with it and yeah I was literally just making whatever like had no idea of what really I was doing but like I was just doing it yeah and you, and then that kind of drew you on some like dang like this is like this is so cool right yeah like and I didn't even really like realize it until later but like it was just kind of a thing I did and like I didn't really like realize it until like I got to college I was like I was in college and I was just like meeting people that also did music because I went to college actually for film because I was like doing that through high school but like um what was I saying yeah, when I got to college, I was meeting other people that were making music, and I was just like, I kind of, I'm kind of really good. Like, you just start to notice it, and like, I'm like kind of good. So I was like, I should really try and do this. So then, I don't know, just it urged me to drop out, and I was like, let me actually try and do this. That's cool. And like, when I kind of think of, of I guess, Jay Cribs, and like, I think of, of you as like, with like a other team of people. When I, you know, I refer to mm-hmm. you, and I think, oh, okay, Sam Austin's Caleb, T-Bone. Um, all these people and then like how did you guys kind of come all together and kind of I guess we guys like all collaborate with each other basically yeah. right yeah it's really it's really a crazy story like of fate because like let's start with Tebow let's start with Tebow so Tebow I met in college he went to Central Michigan as well mm-hmm. I met him when I had a session like I booked a session through the school and he was the engineer I met him we linked up exchanged information and we just kind of knew each other. We just knew each other, really. And then I dropped... Oh, I met Daniel Hex, too, at Central. And then we kind of became friends through there. And then I dropped out. And so I came back home, and then I really didn't know anybody. But I knew them. 
and, and they were out still, they were out west by at central right yeah, yeah they were still Plus, Central. Yep. Yeah. so they're still up there and then i'm just back at home just like really kicking it and i had my friend nelson and he was dating this girl malaya if you know malaya watson she's also a singer amazing singer she just dropped the ep today um and she had a session with sam austin's and I remember we were hanging out, and she was like, do you just want to come? And I was like, fuck it, yeah, let's go. So I came, and then I met Sam there. And then literally we just – I was just in the session. I didn't really do anything, but he knew of me and heard, like, stuff I had done. And so he's like, let's get a session going some other day. So we booked that session. I get there, and literally that first session we made Swim. I love that song, yeah. dude. I've listened to that song so much. Yeah. And you, wait, that was your first session with Sam, and you guys did swim. Yep. Dude, iconic track, man. Yeah. I did crazy, not know man. that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that was the first song we ever made, and and that was like so, um, like you meeting him off rip, and you're like, all right, let's do a session. You guys did swim, like off rip. Yep. And then that's what like we had that genuine connection. Like these aren't like just people I work with. Like they're like actually like my brothers and like my some of my greatest friends. Like. And then, like, Caleb, I remember I started getting into Assemble, and I became a resident there. And then... Uh, yeah, so wait. Um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, can you, you kind of, like, elaborate on Assemble? Because I think that's... I mean, I know what Assemble is, mm -hmm. but I kind of just know the surface of it. Like, can you kind of break that down for me and then kind of kind of continue from there? Yeah. Assemble is, like, really... It's like a... I wouldn't say a collective, but it's like a group of people that really their main goal is to help artists. Okay. So... To put it like this, they provide everything they can to help you flourish, and then the rest is on you, really. Tools, so, tools, yeah. physical tools. Yeah. And, okay. Like they provide studios, studio time. They help you with like engineering stuff, Dope. producing stuff, whatever. And then the rest is really on you to like do your no. part. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also have the publishing side where that also helps with the money side of things. Oh, okay, dang, that's cool, man. Mm -hmm. That's um, strictly out of Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, even though Garrett's from Chicago, but he's basically a Detroiter okay. yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Because I hear, I, I hear like, I've always heard that being thrown around the last couple of years, and I'm mm -hmm. like, it's like, what is a secret, like, little collective thing? It's like, it wasn't like, even like secret. Are, no, and, and, oh, it just sounds like, for me, it's like, like, since I'm not in the music scene, obviously, I'm like, what? I hear this assembled word so mm -hmm. much, and I'm just like, What's going on? No, I didn't even realize I was coming in like so like early on too. Like when I first heard of Assemble, I thought it was like already this established like huge mm -hmm. business. Yeah. Like I was like, damn man, I'm at Assemble. Like I'm, this I'm is in. crazy. I was like, yeah, I'm on the ends. But like really they only had like been around for like a year and I was like, damn, this is crazy. But yeah, so uh, back to the Caleb story. Yeah. Um, you guys had met at Assemble, right? You were saying? Yeah. Okay. I hadn't met I hadn't met him yet, but I heard oh. I had heard of him. Okay. And we were at the Christmas party and I remember he came in and I just remember he told everybody like, Yeah, I just dropped out of college and everybody's like, Yes, like congrats, <laughs> finally, like you're finally gonna do this and like I met him there and then yeah, another genuine connection and then He's a talented guy, man. Very Some talented. of the stuff I see him post on IG, like when he goes on live, it's like mm -hmm. Dude, it sounds so like he had this beat that he posted like, mm -hmm. and I'm just listening like 10, 15 times. And I'm like, dude, this sounds so good. No, he's this like, he's such a talented, so guy. talented. His like sonics are just crazy. Like his melodies and like, oh, excuse me, what he comes up with is just impeccable. But yeah, that's just really how we all met. And that's like, 
the origin story really of the gang. <laughs> no, that's dope, man. And because when I, when I kind of think of of your name or Sam's name, I always think, of, all right, the background guys, the guys doing all the work, and like everybody's putting like I feel like you guys are sharing like the thought process like all together. Mm. Um, and Sam's, you work with Sam so much. I mean, I'm looking mm. at. I've been, you know, I did a little research and look at the production on a lot of Sam's tracks. And it's like, I see J Cribs, J Cribs, yeah. J Cribs. And I'm like, dang, it's like, I didn't even know that. I didn't like, I did Oh, I didn't know Jay was actually on, you know, on this track and then this track and mm-hmm. that track. And we were talking about um, a song called The Wings, right? Yeah. And like, dude, that song's so good. And, you're, and then you, how you were saying you did the, um, you know, production work on that. And then you said the drums or. Yeah. That song was, it's like, it's a funny story because like we had all went to, LA to work on Sam's album, which is still not out. This is (laughs) two years ago. Um, We went to LA to work on Sam's album. So we actually, were we working on Sam's album? No, we were actually, because he just got the uh, title deal. So Mm, we were working on songs for that. So we got out there and then I remember just one night we were all, we got an Airbnb. We were just all like in this back it's not a cabin, but like it was a garage that we like turned into a studio that had like a bed in there. And we were all just in there. And before we actually even got to that, we went like on a car ride and we just listened to like just a shit ton of music. And like, I feel like that's how most sessions should go. It's like, I feel like you should just like really just hang out really mm-hmm. and just catch a vibe. And like, we just caught a vibe. We literally came back. Oh, we were listening to Queen. And so that's oh, okay. why, yeah. that's why, like, at the beginning song, he's like, mama, no. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, that's where we got that from. And then it was just really, <laughs> really genuine, just, like, what we, like, did that night. And it's crazy to, like, see it come out now because, like, that song is, like, it's so old. It's so old. It's, like, it's two really three that years. old? Yeah. It's, so, like, I, when I first listened to it, I, when, did it, it drop this year? It was either the end of last year or the beginning okay. of this year. Yeah, and then I yeah. listened to it. I'm like, dude, this is like so good. Yeah, and I just kept running it back, and I was like, and then I finally looked at the production. I was like, okay, it, it, like the puzzle pieces are 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 kind of uh, connecting. And last money mm-hmm. slapper, dude. Yeah, slapper. I remember. Um, I remember when I first heard that track. I was with Jeff, I think Lucas and Sam. We were at like the Pistons game, I think. Mm-hmm. And then in the car playing sam's playing some tunes he's like listen to this mm. and he i play he played it and i was like dude like you can kind of, i was like visualizing his lyrics in my head mm. of what he's saying like visually as in like vi- picturing it as like the music video yeah before the i think before no, the music video i did the and, like, same thing the first saying, time like, i heard oh, it like bust a left on lafayette or something and i'm yeah. like dude like that's that's so cool and like if you're like if you kind of know the streets of detroit and like what he's saying and it's like dude that song was it's a slapper. No, yeah. Um, there's that other track um, with the I forgot the exact name of it. Glam party mm. slapper bopper. Yeah. Um, it's got some hits, man. And yeah, you worked on all those tracks. No, I didn't work on glam party, okay. but I did work on yeah, wings and um, what was the other one? Um, Last money. Last money. That's a yeah. slapper, dude. It's a, yeah. that's just that's just like a banger. Like you pull up to a function and you, you got that bumping on the JB. Like it slaps. Yeah. That song's a jammer. Yeah. Um That's that's fun, dude. Um I'm looking at I remember you had dropped the um how you pronounce it Keiko? Chaos? Chaos. Chaos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry my pronunciation. No, there. You're good. And album cover's dope. And 
when you kind of enter in that album, mm. I listened through it through not I listened to the whole thing not not too long ago, and I'm kind of getting like um, I'm not sure I can't put my finger on like the exact vibe that I kind of get from the album, but it's mm. like um, think of like your your like when you, at like the gospel. I guess going back to it's mm. funny how you brought up the whole like gospel thing earlier or mm. um, preacher, I would say, and yeah. I'm kind of get like those those spooky dark organs mm-hmm. and like I think it's an American Beauty. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's that's nice, dude. It's kind of mm. it's giving a little bit of those spooky vibes, but it's like uplifting at the same time. And I thought that was a great track. Dude. Yeah, really, American Beauty. That's a funny uh, story how we made that too. Uh, Tebow and I were, uh, we were in the studio and I had came up with this premise of like trying to do a project, you know, but like, I wanted to like put my all in it, like put everything I had on the table and really just take it there. And so that night we were just trying ideas out. And I remember Tebow had played those chord, those beginning chords out. And I was like, that is it. I was like, that is it. Just let that be the whole song for now. And we just looped it out. And then I just like, what did I do? I just recorded a bunch of melodies over it. And then I just sat with that for like probably like three or four months. And then I remember I was driving or something. I was I think I was just listening to samples. And I listened to this one sample. And I was like, I just, it clicked in me. I was like, dude, this would fit perfect over or being like a a uh, perfect like switch up in the middle of that song or something like that the like the street lights dark dream you know and so like i was like i showed tebow the sample and he was like that's that's cool he was like i don't really get it and i was like <laughs> give me like 10 15 minutes and come back to me and then i put it together and he's like dude i don't understand how you fucking did this but like you made it fucking work and i was like i i heard it i heard it in there and then yeah that's just really how that song came about and then the rest was just like really it's kind of crazy how you can like listen to like i guess music guys can listen to a sample and kind of already visualize how they're going to incorporate that Mm -hmm. into the into their song that they're making or one i think that i think that's so dope and Mm -hmm. um like i don't know too much about i guess the whole creation of of music or or music structure i should say Mm -hmm. but i listen to a lot of different types of music a lot of different genres and some of my favorite i guess tracks that i listen to are the ones that have just this insane beat switches like i'm obsessed mm. with like a crazy beat switch um it keeps you interested yeah and it's like obviously like um a lot of you know frank ocean tracks and mm-hmm. there's some more like uh low-key guys that do some, just some like radical beat switches that just sound like so crispy and it's like you weren't expecting mm. that and i love listening to music where it's like oh i wasn't expecting to hear that yeah and, and this and that and honestly i love i love beat switches because it's like it just brings a new energy to the song. It's like, in the, especially in this day and age where a lot of shit is like copy and page, just like loops mm-hmm. of like. Are you referring to just like, I guess, the hip hop and, and, and rap scene or, yeah. or other genres? Also? Other genres do it mm-hmm. as well. Like, I know people always put it on hip hop music that yeah. it's always just loops and stuff like that. But like, alternative music does it too. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's alternative music where it's just the same loop over and over again. But like, just this day and age, I admire people who like try and like actually create something that's like different and like not, it's like really like a flow of conscious, like on the song where it's not just something over and over and over again. But I've been trying to get better at not doing that actually. <laughs> so 
the more I guess um, repetitive, I guess we're getting into that cycle of, of, of repetition. Like, yeah, because that's that's what music is, Dan. <laughs> so it's like I, I gotta yeah. kind of conform a little bit. I mean, the thing like when I'm looking at, um, I guess a lot of these music artists and stuff, and at the end of the day, it's kind of what they want to portray and what they want to hear. I feel like it's like what do I want to hear and what do I mm-hmm. want to is kind of what I want to portray out there. Mm-hmm. So it's a form of art. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent, definitely. So, it's interesting, man. And um, I guess right now that the Chaos album dropped was that two, one or two years ago? Oh, we might have just hit three years. Three years. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. like literally two. Damn, has it? Ha- <laughs> it's been it a while. Has been three years, hasn't it? Yeah. That was, was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Wow. Coming up on coming up on three years, man. Yeah. No, it, like it just passed. Like it was like literally last week. Like oh, I wow. didn't that was, even realize that was it. it. Yeah. Dang. So it, a, it felt like um when I when I seen like the promotion of that album, mm-hmm. it felt like it was not too long ago. It feels like it. You had another like banger track that you dropped. Mm-hmm. What was the name of it? Block Hot. Where you yeah. were like you were just mad. Like you were spazzing on the track. <laughs> <laughs> like you were I wasn't just, mad. I was just <laughs> Upset, so like you needed you know? to get up, get something off your off something off your chest on, on that one, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just like in the light of everything. That fridge is so damn loud. <laughs> but that was in like the light of everything that was going on with like the police brutality and all that. And I just I had some shit I had to get off my mm-hmm. chest. And I just had the beat on my computer. I had made it like a while ago. And so I was just like I just went off and then Tay was in town, so I was like Tay, you gotta get on this. I showed him, and he's like, "Oh, that's what you're talking about? Oh, bet okay. I got shit for that." And he freestyled the whole verse right then and there, mm-hmm. and that slaps. was it. Yeah, slaps. Um, I guess I'm I'm kind of curious on more of the equipment side and the mm-hmm. more analytical side of of, of oh, yeah, music that always interests that. me. And um, because I've like my I listen to so much. Like I'm so nitpicky with mm-hmm. with how things are kind of structured and like okay. I felt like this can sound better, or this can this and that. Mm-hmm. So, um, when you're actually using physical equipment when making music, um, like your your I don't know the exact names, but like your your drum machines and your mm-hmm. keyboards, your synths and your microphones and your cables and all that. Like, mm-hmm. what's um, equipment wise? Like, what's like the bangers that um, I guess all like the music artists be using? Like, your is it the the more the vintage drum machines? Honestly, Rollins I, or I'm trying to get more into drum machines. I had bought a drum machine not too long ago, but it was a shitty one. It was like a Roland something. I can't remember what it was, but it, it was shitty. I took it back literally the next day. <laughs> but I've been like recently, I've been really, really into vintage gear. And like I've been trying to like just stack up on what I can on what I can get. Like you just you just missed it. I just had like a, a profit sitting out here. I just sold that. So I just took it and shipped it. But I had a profit and I'm going to get more gear. I actually, I, I don't know. I didn't, you didn't go downstairs. But you got a I studio a, down there? Yeah. I got to take a look at that later. Yeah, man. I have a I'm reel just, to I'm reel down curious, there. I'm curious, man. Like, I love yeah. this. I love the music stuff, dude. It's It just interests me so much. And the, what interests me just the, the, like the physical equipment. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like what you're able to do with this device. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Opportunities are kind of endless. Like, what can you throw at it? Mm. Creativity can throw at it. And then, like, pop any equation in your brain and then it'll spit out something so crazy yeah you know? and, like my favorite ones are like the ones that weren't intended for something like uh, like some of like the sampler like the uh i think it's the asr 12 
like that was originally like a, a sampler to be like for piano sounds and stuff like that but like people like would like record loops into it and then like it, the pitching on it it just sounds so crisp and clean it's just like it's so nice and i want to get my hands on it so bad you said it's called the asr yeah asr 12 and then you, like when i see like videos of kanye like mm, that's what slapping actually... some like slapping that like just hitting mm -hmm. that key and it's like you know yep. like runs fade back like 50 times and just keeps slapping that yep. key right that's down. actually what he he's using is the asr 12 oh wow yeah and that's and i i kind of looked at some of these older like I guess drum machines, mm -hmm. like in like the supply and demand is ridiculous on some no, of these they're crazy vintage gear. Now. Like, bro, it's impossible to find in like I'm talking ten, twenty thousand dollars for like these machines. Yes. that are like it's like insane rare. now. Like just trying to get your hands on a uh, a Roland eight hundred eight is oh, oh my god, it's impossible. Yeah, that's it's it's honestly it it irks me because they people want so much for them now, and it's like I'm not trying to pay. 3000 for something I can just download all the samples online. <laughs> right. It's like some of the gear, like when you look at like, like Rick Rubin or, or Tame and like some of their gear, like if you look at like when they're in the studio or like mm. at their house studio and like some of this, like that grayish color, like mm -hmm. ac what AKI, what is, I forgot. Akai. Akai machines. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what these machines do, but they look crazy. And you Google oh, no, the model yeah. number and you, I'm looking at $25,000. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. This is a, this is a rich man's game. <laughs> yeah. It can, it can really get up there. It gets really expensive. Like that, uh, that profit I just sold was $1,200. And it's like, sheesh. And that's yeah. a, what is that? A, um, it's a keyboard. It's keyboard? like an analog synth. Okay. Yeah. But that, like, the thing is that that one wasn't even like an original one. That's like a remake. And it's mm -hmm. like, it's not even a full version. It's like, uh, uh it's a it's called a pe version mm -hmm. so it's like it doesn't have the full like range of options yeah basically. that the original had physically like uh, not physically but like oh. like the sounds that it, it comes with it doesn't have like all the full like sounds that it can't like the original version came with so like that's why i got rid of it because i was like Ugh, i don't really need this and it's not as good as it could be but like the original ones go for like six seven thousand dollars yeah yeah, that thing, that's like so, like I'm looking at, like they look so nice. Like they I don't, do. I don't know about the mute, but it's like, I'm looking at this machine, like it looks so dope. And I see like people mm. using it or like I recently seen like a video of Travis Scott, like in his like little home studio making like a beat and he's like bopping oh my his God. head. That video is so fucking funny to <laughs> Dude, me. it's so like cringe at the same time. so funny. Just his, his head. face, his face, dude. I'm like, oh my Dude, god! I, I've recently seen that on YouTube, and I'm like, this is the funniest thing I've seen in a while. And I'd be thinking, like, is that what I look like when I make music? Because it looks so cringe. Dude, it, like his face, and like he does that thing with his, it's just so funny. It's dude. so funny. Um, like I really liked a lot of the old, old Travis back in high school, the mm -hmm. Owl Pharaoh. Yep. Days before rodeo, and he was just like, there was a video of him and Metro in the studio, and they were mm -hmm. sky fall. Yep. Watch a video a thousand times, it's, and it's like um, you seeing that 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 um, that guy on the computer just like mm -hmm. doing that that engineering stuff. And Alex, like, oh, many. Travis is like, yo, add this drum mm -hmm. and, and do that and do that, and that's I guess when you're referring to like the whole analytical side of of I guess polishing the track, you would say. I mm -hmm. mean, I'm not sure how many steps are involved in the, like because. I guess you can kind of elaborate, but for example, you look at a Kanye track mm. and you look at the credits, all these people, yeah. like, can you kind of break that? Like, I'm, I'm genuinely curious, like break the, like, do you know, like what's going on behind the scenes on this one, like the famous Kanye track and like all this production is like, a, is like 30, mm -hmm. 40, 50 people. And I'm like, what are these people like, what's doing? Really going what is, on? What's yeah. going on? Like, I'm confused. Like a lot of that is really just like 
I know Ye does like a lot of like group sessions. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the things like, and I hear he's very generous with the credits that he gives. Yeah. A lot of that's really just probably people who are literally physically in the room while it's being made. And I hear he's like, Ooh, excuse me. I hear he's like a vibe guy. So it's like, if somebody yeah. just brings a vibe, like he'll give them a credit. Like they don't even really Dang. have to do anything or write anything, but like typically like the first five names are really, who really worked on it. Other than that, it's probably just people like in the room. Mm-hmm. So I would, I wouldn't look too, too deep into those credits. Yeah. yeah. No, just like, I'm just like, I'm always like curious. Cause when I hear a track, I'm like, who did this? And then like, who else is in the verse and mm-hmm. who did what? And like, you see Rick Rubin's name a billion times. Oh yeah, dude's, like, he's like, he's literally he's like, like a toucher. Like he touches the song right before it's finished, or he'll like say like, "Oh yeah, take those drums out," or just like stuff he just yeah. hears. You know. And then there's the the Beastie Boys documentary on. You seen that? I haven't seen that. And then like he, they talk about like young Rick Rubin, like mm. so young, and they're pulling up pictures when he was like just starting like the Def Jam stuff and. He was like the cool guy. He was like the yeah. big bro you wanted to hang out with. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he was like such a smart dude and like he that guy is just No, he's a genius. It's it just like insane. If you like read up about him and like his lifestyle mm. and listen, he's got a podcast, I think, yep. too. And listen to a broken. His record. voice is so soothing. And like yes. that dude is just insane. No, he's literally man. a genius. Like and then so, like the such fact- an inspirational figure. And like to me, I'm not even in the like it just but it's like his name is just so like iconic. No, yeah, literally. And it's just like it's amazing to see like how many years he's been in the game and still to be so perfectly polished at what he does. It's like insane. Like just the Strokes album that came Dude, out this insane. year. It's so fucking good. And he like executive produced that whole thing. And it's just front to back amazing. That was I mean, like I was saying, it's like that's one of my favorite Strokes albums. Like mm-hmm. every tr- like Eternal Summer, Why Are Sundays? And it's like Jeez, this is like so good. It's so good. Love it's that like, guy. Yeah. He's so good. And I love his uh, Instagram. Like he posts quotes every single every day. Every day, dude. Yeah. I always look forward to uh, reading those because that dude's like, he's like the wise, such a wise guy. Yeah. It, it, not even speaking to music related, but just a wise so guy in wise. general. And like, yeah. Um, he's definitely a no shoes type of guy. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> dude, you see him, he's got no kicks on. Like, yeah. He's in the Pharrell. Um, mm-hmm. Legs crossed, no such shoes. Like a, chill guy man yeah i'd love to to see that man or like d- see him in the watch him like in the studio and just like how he speaks and 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 how he you know talks to these artists is probably like and like he's pulling that creativity at him yeah i guess you'd say no that's right? like literally what he, like what he does is i i was what uh, i forgot what interview it was but someone was talking about like how his job is to bring the best out of an artist and not necessarily give them what they want but give them what they need instead so i think and i think pharrell does the same thing too like i think that and that's kind of something i've taken upon myself too to try and do give like artists what they need not necessarily what mm-hmm. they want because you're looking at it from like a different perspective of what they're thinking yeah because so like artists can get into this swing of where like oh this worked bet let me keep doing that because that's what people want but no you got to really more so switch it up because otherwise people are going to get tired people are going to be like okay you keep doing the same thing like look at the baby like yeah, he came in high. He had all those songs, mm-hmm. but they all sound the fucking same. Yeah, like it's time for him to switch it up and do something different. That's, mm-hmm. I guess you know, going back to the recycle rhythm, repetition, and all that. But that's what I'm saying. Um, what are your favorite? Who are your favorite local artists? A lot local of local artists. <laughs> you, I mean, you probably personally know all of them, but um, yeah, I love everybody. First, I guess for you know, like if you were like, if, you know, like maybe I don't know about him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. Who can you tell me? Are you tap into this guy or listen to this? And 
um, this. I and feel that. someone. Everybody needs to tap in as Don Juan. I I live and breathe by that. I think that man is a crazy creative. Every time I link up with him, it's just like he shows me something new, and I'm like, I'm just impressed. I'm like, dude, you've been working. Like it shows, and it's just like it's always something crazy and different. And he's, I feel like he just has found the perfect way to combine the Detroit sound, like the signature rap sound, but like combine it with like '80s pop and like synth wave and all that shit. And it's just amazing, and I just love Dang. it. If you haven't heard Contact Sport, definitely go listen to that. I'll tap in. I need to tune in ASAP. <laughs> yes, it's so good, front to back. And there's like a lot, even like the little like transition tracks he has in there are just so good. And he like, he plays it all himself. It's just good. <laughs> it's just good music. <laughs> That's dope, man. But, um, but other artists I'm thinking of, obviously Daniel Hex, Sam Austin's Lex Lander. Um, oh, man. I hate this because I don't want to say anyone <laughs> and then feel like they're left out. But those are the ones off the top of my head. Definitely go mm-hmm. listen to those And those people. are, um, those be also like your, your Assemble Sound guys. Yep, my friends, mm-hmm. the homies. I Gotta think I was them out. at the Assemble Sound once. I don't know. Mm. I was there and there was like a Newman mic in yep. that little room. That's, yep. That was, I mean, there's, there's a Newman now in, uh, every, yeah. in every room now. <laughs> yeah, but that was probably, that was the first one. Yeah, cause <laughs> I, I look at, I mean, everybody knows a Newman. I'm, mm. I'm seeing a Newman. I'm like, oh crap. Like that's yeah. a, that's a gorgeous microphone. Yeah, dude. they got they got a nice little grant to get some <laughs> some nice little gear for yeah, the studios. Like, mm-hmm. like I just that's what I'm saying. Like I love looking at equipment. It's like oh, that look, just looks so well made. Especially the history behind them. Like especially even like with this mic. Like this is the mic that uh, Michael Jackson used to record Thriller. With the SM7B. Yep. Jeez. Yep. And like I did research on the SM58. Mm-hmm. This is like everywhere. I mean, it's it's literally you're on stage. It's like like it's a hundred. Hundred some dollar mic. Yeah, and it's so it's, good, it's so, it's and it's just a staple. Yeah. You know, everyone uses it. Insane, and just dude. I love shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you do. Um, I guess when you let's uh, kind of break down. Like, if you look at the L Club, and that's such a uh, crazy venue. I know. I love L Club. Just what? Just due to the fact that they bring out like these artists mm-hmm. and the capacity, and like it's a I guess an intimate space. Yeah, you know what I'm saying Everybody's L Club is like so, the perfect place for like like your mid show, like you're not crazy big, like arena show, but you're not really small venue show, but it's like a nice medium ground where it's like, you can still meet the artist, but like, it's still like a, a big name. Mm-hmm. You know? I think I'd seen Sam there. Yep. I forgot when that show was, but such, that was like four or five years ago. Yeah. Oh, was that was it that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I, like dude, it just fly. Time just flies. It's crazy how yeah. fast time is going by now. I feel like the older I get, I feel like the faster the years go by. I'm like, yeah. Jesus. Swings right before your face, man. It's yeah. gone. Especially this year. Jesus. Oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost New Year's. It's basically New Year's. It's exactly. Basically, it's basically, uh, it's basically 2021. Valentine's Day. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. Damn. But, uh, yeah, the Sam show. What was it about Sam show? No, I was just kind of breaking down, like, because I really love concerts, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, when I go to a concert... I love to look at the artists and kind of break down their body language, how they're reacting with the audience and like mm. kind of the energy they bring off. And I was looking at him on stage and like, just do his thing and perform. And it's like, that is so good. Yeah. He has it's a just great like, stage presence, just great stage presence. And, and I just love looking at the artists and kind of breaking down how they present themselves and, and what they say and, and how they, you know, kind of go with the flow and, and the energy and all that. And it's just like, that's why I love concerts, dude. And it's yeah. like so many different genres and looking at the artists, 
And it's like, dude, that's just like so good. Yeah. Um, what are your kind of um, favorite concerts you've been to that are just kind of like blew your socks Ooh. off? Looking at the, uh, like an artistic st- uh, standpoint. Honestly, still the f- like my favorite concert to this day was the first concert I ever went to was the Childish Gambino. Okay. It was his Because the Internet tour. Yeah. I can't remember what year it was, but I was definitely still in high school. And I went to that and just that was back when like because the Internet was like my favorite album of mm-hmm. all time at that time. And I was like, he really went all for it. And that's like what gave me inspiration to, to like do what I do and like put everything into like something like he had. He had websites he was making. He had like literally during the show, he had like people could live tweet and like he had a big ass like LED screen. And, and like the tweets, the tweets. Yeah. The tweets would like be popping up there. Sweet. Yeah. And like just shit like that was just so interesting to me. And I just love like that fan interaction. I feel like shows don't like a lot of people's shows like they don't have shit like that where it's like it feels like you're living an experience. I just love experiences, you know, and I feel like shows should be more so like that instead of like a we stand in this crowd, watch you perform mm-hmm. for an hour and then you leave. Yeah. And it's you ever like go to a concert and then like of an artist you're not really like familiar with. Mm-hmm. And then you leave and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. You're like, like I, I love this I, guy. I'm going to yeah. dive into every single one of yeah. the tracks. And I was at the Bronk Hampton show a couple mm-hmm. years ago. I don't remember at this point. I don't remember when it was. But was it at Owl Club? No, it wasn't at El Club. Okay. It was at um. Well, yeah. Do you know that bowling alley with the pizza? Them. Sorry, the pizza spot. It's got the bowling oh, alley. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it called? Yeah, majestic. Uh, majestic. Yeah. Magic stick. Maj- majestic. Not the, yeah. Not the magic stick. No, that's something else. But yeah. Um, dude, they were just like the crowd. It's like I mm-hmm. love throwing in the mosh. Throw me around in the mosh pit. Mm-hmm. Shove me. Punch me. It's like that's yeah, like that some interaction. Of, yeah, and it's like um such an from. People right in the front row, the last person in the back mm. had the same exact energy. Yeah. And that kind of just blew me. It's on some wow. Like, it's not just people in the middle or in the front or the left that are acting rowdy. Every single person in this venue was just rowdy and, like, haven't, was on the same, like, um, absorbing, like, the same energy that they're giving out and, like, mm. just having so much, having a blast. And it's like, dude, like, nonstop just being thrown around. I was like, damn, yeah. this is so fun. Another show I feel like had that energy was, like, the first Cardi show. That they had in Detroit. It was actually where I met Jeffrey for the first time. Yeah, that, I, I I talked about that during Ella's and how like you know Jeff had brought him out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That that was like that, that was show a rowdy was like, show. That was another moment where it's like it felt good because like it just felt like the city came together, and it's like there's so many big names that were on that roster. Like, it, for like I remember for Elijah show. Ghost was yep. bouncing off the roof. And yes. It was just like such a rager, like punk mosh show. Like mm-hmm. I put that word, you know punk mm. and that was literally like a like a punk show dude like and shout, shout out to him again too that dude's yeah yeah i met him at central too so yeah that's the homie too and it's his birthday today so oh happy birthday, birthday elijah um yeah. i'd love to get elijah on the pod and I, i've known him for a while and mm. um he's been making music for so long yes consistently yes i was just about to say he's very consistent um and he's got you know his his um the way he presents himself, mm-hmm. his talent, and the, like how he speaks, and like the aesthetic his whole is so image, spot it's, it's on. spot on. Like he yeah. knows, like you know, some artists, you know, he he knows himself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He knows what he wants. He knows what he wants to listen to, mm-hmm. and he knows what he wants to put out. And, and like I remember, he used to play me like his some old music years, years ago. Mm-hmm. Probably like I think four or five years, like such long ago. And um, 
it would, like he played this track and it was like some medieval mm. type i forgot the track but it was like it had this like chorus to it and like we used to always sing it back and play it back in the mm. car and um soundcloud days you know literally yeah. like literally, uh, he was the first person that really got me into soundcloud i didn't realize like when i went to college i didn't realize like soundcloud was like a a big thing like when i was in high school i was listening to like a lot of edm shit yeah so i used it for that but like i didn't Dubstep. realize <laughs> yeah but i didn't realize like people were like posting like people had whole careers just off of soundcloud i didn't like realize that and he was like the first person to show me that and i was like oh shit like this SoundCloud shit is actually kind of sweet. And, like, a lot of the artists that are, like, huge now, he was, like, the first person to, like, show me them. Like, Lil Yachty, Uzi, and, mm-hmm. like, Cardi and he's shit an, like that. He's an OG, man. Um, definitely shout out to that, man. We'll get him on the on the pod soon. Gotta get him to, on here. Because um, I know he, the way he kind of speaks and breaks things down. I, I he's love, got history, too. <clears throat> I love to hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys have a track. Yeah. Yeah. We have a few tracks that we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think there's any out there right now, but yeah, I, I think I, I snuck one. I, I listened to one not too long ago, and I, mm-hmm. when I was on um, your page, it was a feature or something, and I was like, "Let me sneak this listen in real quick." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's fun, dude. Music is fun. Yeah, and it's um, I, I kind of in Ella's pod we talked a lot about like I guess um, artists and and this and that, and it's I like hearing it more from, I don't. I guess more, you know, like I said, like the more analytical side of things and, mm. and how it's structured and whatnot. You working on some, I don't know if, I mean, if you want to say about you, you working on some, some, some bangers and some stuff right now, personally, if you want to talk about it, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, personally, I will say I had an entire album like finished, like, well, not finished. Like I had it there, but, uh, I'm just like, I'm not in the right headspace to like, be working on solo shit right now. Like, I feel like more so I want to just like do stuff for others right now and just really focus on like producing. So yeah, like a lot of those songs I'm actually like, I'm giving away right now. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I just gave a few songs to Moxie and like, we cut some tracks to him and they're, they're really fucking good. Nice. So like, and it's like, it feels good. Cause it's like, it's already finished. Like all the bones are there. Everything he needs is just, he just hops on it. And then it's like, it's a done record. But yeah, I had that. I'm working on a lot of Moxie stuff, a lot of Sam stuff. That's really a lot of, that's consuming my time right now. The, the thing <laughs> that I guess the the question I'd like to ask is, um, when do you know a track is done, dude? I feel like that's you never such do. you. It's you it, never a, do. track is never done. So and like I'm thinking, like I'm putting myself in like I guess an artist's shoes, and like let's say I was making a track, mm. and one day I'm I'm in the studio, you know, I'm like we're polishing it up. It's and then I wake up the next day. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm. I I need to do this over. No, I don't like this. Yeah, this gotta this gotta go. And you can get I gotta you get, can that. get into that. And then you that, get into that groove of yep. just keep polishing. Keep and that it, that was a problem it. I had with like the project that I had. I just kept on feeling like I I had to keep polishing it. Like, oh no, this has to be better. No, this has to be better. And it's like now it's just like I don't want that stress. I just want to create really. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like working with Moxie a lot because he like you'll make something with him. You know it's gonna come out. <laughs> yeah. So like. I just like that feeling. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm looking like I'm thinking like when when Kanye was, I guess th- rewind back to like the life of Pablo and like mm-hmm. it was done over so many times. Yeah, and he edited the album after it had released. He, he started going back and editing and other albums. And like, oh, I dude, like, ye, I think he went on Yeezus and, yep. and, and then he like edited switched some stuff on Yeezus. Like, dang, like he was probably just sitting there like, man, I, tweaking. I, I, he's killing, tweaking. He's killing me. I got this. Got to go. This got. I got to add this. <laughs> I got to do this and. um it's like when is it ever done dude and it's mm. it's it's kind of um i feel like that irks a lot of artists 
you know, I feel like that's one thing. It's like, it's always in your head, like, Danny, like, is this done? Like, can I yeah. do better on this? Like, it's just the anxiety of just always like, is this really the best that I can do? Like, I feel like ugh, another case where like it can get bad. Like another case of like where it went bad is fucking Kevin Parker, uh, Tame Impala, yeah. fucking borderline. Like, I wouldn't say he ruined the song, oh. but like, he made a version, the album version, and now the old version's gone. You can't really find it anywhere. But the original version of Borderline was so good. And then the album came out and he changed it. Yeah. And I was like, why? It was so good already. And then yeah. like, he started adding stuff in, turning stuff up. It was really more so mixing elements, but like, it doesn't hit the same for me anymore. I guess, yeah. Like, like I want to start using the word sonically. I love that yeah. word. You said it earlier. Um, sonically speaking, it sounds yeah. so dope. But sonically, it was just amazing. Or like, you ever listen to a track and you're on some? Why the hell did he not do this? Or mm-hmm. why did he do that? It would have been so much better without this specific element. Oh in no, the track. Yeah. yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. But I try to not do that because it's like then I get over analytical and then I'm like, ah, I don't want to get into yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But I just try to let the track breathe, and if it if mm-hmm. it resonates with me, it does. If mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, and it's like you're, you can kind of listen to a track and then. Listen, I've listened to albums and I'm like, holy crap, this album is trash, dude. And then months go by, maybe a year, and then I tune back and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is amazing. Sometimes you just need to learn and go through life and then then stuff will like hit with you more than it did before. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same thing happened with me with Yeezus. Like, the first time I heard Yeezus, I thought that, that shit was garbage. I, right. think, I thought that shit was horrible. Mm-hmm. But then like literally a year went by, not even a year, I'd say a few months went by, and then I just started listening back and I was like... Maybe he's on to something here. And then, like, I mean, look at music now. Keep listening and this Mm -hmm. and that. And you're like, wow, like, this is much deeper than Yeah, you start to understand, like, okay, I see what he was going for. And, like, look at music now. Like, music today, I feel, like, really originated a lot from Yeezus and, like, the Travis era of, like, when he started coming out. Love that era. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of the shit that we have now. Yeah. And then you can kind of, like, listen to going back to, like, the old, like, um, a lot of Travis's production way back with Kanye, mm. um, and he's got this 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 vibe, you know. Yeah. Travis brings his, I mean, not, I mean, not not current Travis is what I'm saying. I'm mm. talking about old old Travis, and yeah. he's got this like spookiness to it, like yep. um, it's like really really eerie. an owl pharaoh. It's really dark yeah. and deep and um, distorted. It's a, it's a it's a an angry, I mean, you know, kind of sounds like an angry album. Like he's trying, mm. he's really pissed off, you know. He's trying to get, just get release this 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 dragon, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, you listen to some of the production on some of the songs and you kind of, Oh, okay. Travis was on the production and this and that. And, um, it gets the thing that I, I kind of like how I look at, um, clothes, for example, it's like mm. this product is so perfect. You know, this denim jacket, so perfect. This type mm. one from the thirties and, and it looks like a plain denim jacket. Mm. And then you keep looking at the denim jacket. Then you start to notice. And then oh, I look at this stitch. Mm hmm. The pocket's placed here for a reason. Yep. They did this stitch. They did a rope stitch here. The cuff is like this. The width mm-hmm. is like this. The shoulder seam is like that. And you try to, and then you look, and then you're like, wow, like, I thought this was just a denim jacket, but. Yeah. People don't realize a lot of shit has more purpose to it than they think at surface level. Exactly. Level. And it's like, at the surface, like, this is a denim jacket. And then you look at the history on denim jackets. Mm-hmm. You look at when, when the first denim jacket was produced and during the World War II, they took this feature off because they wanted to preserve materials and this and that. And then you look at music and it's like, wow, this track is like... And then you start digging deeper in the track and then you mm-hmm. listen to the backgrounds, like music of the track and then mm-hmm. the ad-libs and then 
and then different sonics and, and this mm-hmm. and that and then the way it's structured and then why he said this at this moment and this beat switch is here and they're like this is not as just not just a song yeah this is a whole this is buddy's life in yeah. three minutes and like he lord knows how long he he many edits he made on this track and oh, this and that and it's hundreds. like that's the risk the respect factor i have for music the way i just broke it down there it's deeper mm. than what the track is yeah. you know what i'm saying it's deeper than just a article of clothing or or just a three minute 50 second track don't understand. there is a whole background to this track folks people spend hours on this shit we spend hours hours days months years like i told you just wings like that that was literally a year and a half in the making before it even came out like we had that song and we're working on it for ages and like the stuff we have with sam now that we've like we've been working on it for like literally three yeah, years and then like you look at spotify oh just a song it's so much deeper you like you that you can dig so deep and do and break down the 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 structure of it and then mm-hmm. everything that's involved in the track and like you read the credits and you're like this person was here at this time and um i think it's i think it's just crazy dude and it's like one of those things that you can dig so deep into mm. and it's like dang that's just like yeah that's it's a amazing hole. dude it's a rabbit hole. I love I love getting into that like that stuff. Or, like thinking of like what an artist was thinking or what made them do this or what made them do that. It's just like it's very interesting. Yeah, and it's me. like um you look at some like the most iconic tracks out there or just like m- music in general and you're like at the time this music was released and the time that they made it they were going through this and that mm-hmm. and you can kind of it spills out the emotion of the track and mm-hmm. you can kind of like um, you go kind of teleport a little bit if you're talking yeah. about a track from the 80s or 60s like the Beatles or Pink Floyd like you're kind of like in this time machine and during that era when they were making music and it's like you're literally back to the future like it's yeah. kind of crazy no literally I, I feel like I do that with a lot with music like recently I've just been feeling the vibe of like early 2000s 90s music mm-hmm. like I was talking with Sam. I used to always say like '80s music was my is my favorite music of all time. But like, he always told me he's like, mm, "No, nah, that shit sounds corny." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, does it?" And then after a while, I was like, "Damn, this shit do kind of sound corny." Oh. And so then I was like, I started listening to a lot of '90s music, and I just feel like it resonates with me so well. Like just what they were doing back then is just like, and I feel like there there hasn't been music like it since. And I, I, I feel like we're getting back to it now. Like, I feel like that's where music is headed. Kind of the 90s alternative scene. Like, you got people like fucking Sam Austin. You got people like, um, what's his name? Tizo Touchdown. You got shit like uh, Kenny Hoopla. Like, and those are just like, that's not everybody. Those are just three names I'm saying. Like, and they're all in that alternative, like early 2000s, 90s music that it's just like, it's bringing those vibes back. And it's, a, it's more so like a nostalgia thing. I think that's like interesting that we all are used to this. We know this. And it's like, it's cool to see it come back. You, you know? know what needs to happen, man? I'm going to give this, I'm going to throw this idea out there and I hope someone takes it and runs off with it. But it's, um, we almost kind of need like a, like a, you talk about all these, you know, these, these artists and like, Mm-hmm. Um, that some people may not be familiar with or they're super familiar with. And how can we bring kind of all of these local artists in the same geographic region of, mm-hmm. of, of Michigan or Metro Detroit or whatever all into like a Woodstock vibe and just have a crazy roster of only locals and then just like crazy crowd mm-hmm. and just back and back to back to back locals, locals, locals. And it's like a whole like um, like a festival. Yeah, like basically, like yeah, like you're you're you know like your mo pop or yeah. or 
you know. I feel like people have tried to do that, but like to a serious level. No, like, yeah, the, I, like, I think yeah. it can be done. I just think the only problem is I feel like Detroit is connected but not connected at the same time. I feel like there's a lot of egos thrown around, mm. and I feel like people are not like comfortable enough to like work with certain people or oh. do certain things with other people or not even like not even like on a shit talking they on a think, genre level or, or no 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 just like on a oh i'm better than that person uh, level uh. like they people like think like that and i think i think it's fucked up i think like we should as we're like here right now i think we should all work together i mean like look at how atlanta did it like that's why atlanta runs most of the music scene right now it's like, cause they all came together. Like people don't know, like Gunna and Thug were fucking best friends before Thug popped off. Thug popped off. And then years later he helped Gunna pop off and like, look at him now. It's like, they were all working together, you know? Mm-hmm. And they were Damn. all together. Yeah. That's, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know Gunna and Thug were like, no, you said they were best friends. Oh, they weren't best or, friends, or but like, like they were friends. Like yeah, they were and acquaintances. Then he popped you know? off and then, um, he got his mans on. Yeah. Yeah, the Atlanta scene's kind of uh, crazy when you're, like, um, T.I., obviously. Yeah. Uh, Andre. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching, like, um, I think it was, like, a little video on, on Outcast and, and how in Atlanta they were, it was that L.A., New York, like, rivalry, and then Atlanta was, like, trying to do their yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and what then, was the award show? They they won. Yeah, uh, that, I see that video on YouTube. And then yeah. they, they won the forgot what it was but i can't yeah i can't remember yeah, what it was but, Joe, but they won something and people were pissed because it was the whole east coast west coast beef that was going on and honestly like that's when they like the south slipped away and they fucking won it like that's like why yeah. most music comes from southern places now like the south really runs everything now but i feel like in the next five to six years i think it's gonna be the midwest midwest mm-hmm. for sure because mm-hmm. I mean, there's already like, you know, like think about like, you know, you got Chicago pizza, you got Chicago style pizza, you know, mm-hmm. you got your New York thin slice pizza, you got your Detroit style pizza, you mm-hmm. know, um, people just know like that Detroit, I guess referring like rap and hip hop that, that Detroit sound, you know, yeah. going back to like, you know, your, your dope boys era and yep. like that, um, Love it. <laughs> that's, that's, it's like, there's no other place in Detroit mm-hmm. you'll sonically hear like I don't know how they do it but it's like and the thing it's is just the like, crazy oh, thing it's is Detroit song like oh LA it's Detroit is rap. trying to do that now LA is trying to create that Detroit sound and it's crazy to really, watch really because then it's like nobody's giving credit but like Detroit's really like birthing a lot of shit like that people are listening to now like you got Y and J coming out of Flint like he's doing crazy oh, and dude, it's like guy, yeah he's yeah and then Yachty's like here every other fucking month just like meeting up with Detroit niggas and like doing shit with them I think that shit is like crazy and I think Detroit just needs more credit honestly mm-hmm. and it makes me mad <laughs> and like um, if you look at like the the you know like your Sada Baby your T Grizzly mm-hmm. and it's like they're so um, they're so out you know they're so up there like they, mm-hmm. they like like when T dropped first day out it's like such a crazy track like that mm. literally blew my freaking socks off yeah and insane sadly, track i just feel like detroit like what we need to break right now is i feel detroit has a cap and there's only been like a few people to break that cap you got like eminem big sean royce that cap legendary level yeah like, like going like, from like, like yeah just like really taking it there and i feel like a lot of detroit artists 
are just not able to break that cap. Like you got T Grizzly, he comes out, he does his song, yeah. and then he's he's there. He's T Grizzly. You got fucking Sada Baby comes out, he's there. He's, yeah, he's there. Sada Baby. Nobody is like a face or like nobody is like a, like that. Yeah, like you're saying like that Eminem level. Yeah, which is just like in the ins, that's a worldwide superstar level. Yeah, like in, but like everybody loves their sound. Everybody loves their sound. Everybody tries to replicate their sound and do what they do, but nobody's putting them on nobody's listening to them but they're like they're stealing their shit and i just like i feel like it's so I don't the, know, it's just yeah. a weird cycle like nobody can break this the box that they're in like you're yeah. in a box like you think you should be at this level and then yeah your 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 confidence is at this level and this and that it's like oh i can't be like him no i can't be like sean and this mm. and that and it's you put yourself in the box and you lock yourself in the box so like you're saying break that cap no cap the box <laughs> Um, and then try to like reach to that superstar level where you can do a show in, in the Netherlands and yeah. people come out stadiums and yeah, and it's like level, you know, it's like they don't they don't get that shit and it's like it it sucks because oh, it's like Sada had a crazy year this year crazy. like even during quarantine he had a crazy year like he dropped four or five songs that were just huge damn. not even just around here like everybody's fucking listening to him I was in L A and I was hearing shit from Sada and I was like damn it's all the way out here and I'm just like. I don't. I just don't understand it. Like, why isn't there more mainstream appeal from these people, as to where the masses? I always have this rule. I think it's funny. Might be slightly racist, <laughs> but I always say if white moms like it, it'll be huge. So I feel like I don't know. We just have to appeal more to the white moms, and that's, <laughs> that's truly that's it a demographic is. right there. Man. It is. <laughs> it's like if the white moms like it, it's gonna be huge. Like, mm-hmm. look at Travis. He fucking. He got to the he, white mom. He exploded the barrier. I, bro, and like when I was in, like high school and like young, like tenth, eleventh grade, listening to Travis, like on SoundCloud only. I would have never thought he, man, who he is today. Bro, Playboy Cardi too. It's crazy. Man, he is. He's, boom! Like blue nobody light, would like thought. That, there was that no cap, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like they were, they had. I don't know what what it is, but they were able to go from where they are at and take it to the next level. And I don't know what it is, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. That uh, that key. You're trying what to is get that what is key. that what is that middle step from what they did mm-hmm. to like get to where they are now? As yeah. to where like would, they're legends. I mean, would it just be like a like if you look at like how Sean, um, you know, when he was rapping to Kanye in the mm. studio? Well, Sean, that's a different case. Like, yeah, I mean, that was, <laughs> he had a huge backing from the like the beginning. Yeah. Like he had fucking Kanye on his side like that. Yeah, and they just not like, many people get that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it that luck factor of all oh, they met? Or- yeah, Sam and I were actually talking about this like not too long ago. We were talking about like the big homie factor. Is like all these huge legendary art- artists all had a big homie. Like you got Big Sean. He got he had Kanye. You had Frank Ocean. You had Jay Z. You got Kanye. Who, I don't remember who's Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay Z. I mean, he, they all these people have these like these homies that they like met up with that were huge that are like helping them get on. And I feel like maybe that's what Detroit doesn't have. Like we don't like we have Big Sean, but Big oh, Sean don't do, really. He, he's definitely doing like. Yeah, he's, he's trying, but like, yeah. like that he one doesn't have that infrastructure. All the, yeah, that was kind of crazy. He just doesn't have the infrastructure to really take them to the next level. Like he doesn't have a label or shit like that. He doesn't have. Like the funds, like he's a nice player. I mean, it's a nice guy. Yeah, it's like it's a nice like he's little. He's got good like, intentions. Yeah, obviously. but like he doesn't have like the like the infrastructure really to like do it to take him to the next level. We need people. We need more like Jay Z's coming here, like 
billionaires coming looking at the city like okay but for music and I feel like it's starting to come back the first thing we need to do I don't know if this already happened someone might have already told me this happened we need to bring Motown back to Detroit Motown needs to be in Detroit I don't know why it's in LA I don't know why they moved to LA but it needs to be back here in Detroit and we need more labels like that coming here searching for talent and then I feel like that will help bridge the gap the thing that's kind of crazy is like you know, I'll be on Spotify. You know, the algorithms be be nice. The yeah. algorithms be nice. Be I'll be finding nice. artists, um, and I'll, I'll find a I'll find a track, dude. I'm like, and I'm like, it'll somehow shuffle doing a track, and I'm listening. And I'm like, dude, this is like such a good track, so good, sonically so good. Yeah. And then I'm looking, I'm looking at the artist page. I'm looking at the, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm like, one thousand monthly, monthly listeners. listeners. Yeah. Four thousand listens on the track. Mm how how it's yeah. like this is so good and it's like how dude it's like why the algorithm honestly fuck the That's... spotify algorithms because they stay <laughs> like they're amazing and they suck at the same time because it's like they give they give more algorithms to obviously people who are more popular it's a popularity contest at the end of the day <laughs> really that's what it all is and then labels really look at that shit like for the popularity contest so yeah, and it's it, it can be that one guy with like a crazy. Um, if you look at an artist and he's got like he puts out so much good music and mm -hmm. consistently in albums and all this and gets like no love on on the algorithms and 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 the views and the monthly listeners, but he he probably just don't he probably just doing it just for you know the love. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you got to eat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And the you thing is, eat. like the Spotify algorithm, it's like. There's so much that goes into it that like now it becomes silly. Like they have stuff like where if you skip at the end of the song, you're less likely to get playlisted, stuff like that. It's just Jeez. like, yeah. yeah, it's like a whole nother. It's, um, I guess from more of a, your, your coding engineering, like mm. your, the, how the internet works. I don't know how the internet works. You know what mm. I'm saying? So let's like, how is this artist being placed here? And like, how is yeah. he on my suggested your, your 2020 spotify wrapped bro yeah i a dollar for every time it's I like i one. like it but it's like i don't like it when it's like it's starting to hurt people too you know where it's like keeping people out of places where they could be you know yeah but that's what i'm saying like there's there, there's artists so many out there that mm. they're producing quality content obviously but they don't get the recognition they deserve and that's you know it sucks. It is. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't have. An, I don't have a. Um, I don't have a solution to that problem. Folks, I don't either. But, <laughs> but it's like. I mean, it's, it's really more so. I feel like it starts with the people. People have to be more open to listening to more music. You know, I feel like a lot of people are closed-minded towards music. Like they kind of stick with their one thing, and they're like, "This is what I listen to." Dang, that's um, totally opposite of of what of my I guess no you know, what I listen saying. to. I'm saying like I mean, and like people that genuinely like music you mm. know must i guess oh i don't listen to country i don't, I don't really listen to no. country but i'm saying just like the yeah. cliche thing that people say yeah like i don't say i listen to country like for real for real but no. like if there's a country song that's a slapper i throw that shit on it's <laughs> yeah, like thong, it's a good song the thug album that was a yeah like if it's a good song it's a good song at the end of the day i don't care what genre it is mm -hmm. you know yeah and it's like i watch a lot of um like needle drop mm -hmm. and like um not as much as i used to years ago but just the way he breaks down artists and like how they you know how he describes the music that he's listening to mm. is kind of like all right that's no going yeah. back to like it's deeper than than just that surface right yeah there. i got a love-hate relationship with him though <laughs> it's like some because some of the stuff he was sounding like <laughs> yeah like some people that like 
he'll, he hates my beautiful dark twist. Like he hates that. All. Like, you know I don't, like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like some of the stuff that like are just amazing. Like he won't understand. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't get it, but it's like, I don't know. It's just his opinion. You know, yeah. It's just, and it's just opinion, his opinion though, at the end of the um, day. You may love something and the next person, like your buddy, I'm saying, no, that's trash. And you're like, mm. I love it though. Yeah. You're not taking that from me. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I but love it. Some people get that, like that anxiety or like of wanting to fit in. And like, if somebody doesn't like it, then they won't start to like it. And it's like, even though they like it, people need to get, just get past that and just like what they like, you know? Yeah. And it's getting to that. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of ridiculous. Cause if I like something, mm. I like to wear something or I like something specifically and I did my research and I love it so much. And yeah, I know it's you won't quality. care what someone will think about. And it's like if, if Joe Schmo right there says, yo, that's trash. I don't like, like dude, I, don't so? care. I, mean, I, I, I know everything about this and I love it and yeah. I know it's reliable and quality. Um, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, like you don't know. So it's mm. like, why should I care? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm looking at, the, I'm looking at my uh, 2020 Spotify Wrapped, mm-hmm. and I'm, yeah, that's the term. I'm looking at it. Got some bops on there, bangers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at, <laughs> looking at all these people. It's like you can kind of, you look at what they listen to, and and mm-hmm. it's on some. Or you can kind of gauge a, a certain vibe of what they like. Not judging to. them, no, but mm-hmm. it's almost like a, you know, what what do you like hearing sonically? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, what if I can feed you some music that will kind of knock your socks off and, and kind of say, oh, okay, like I'm diving into it, this new box right here. Mm. I'm not capping at this genre. Yeah. And this and that. Let like, me introduce you to something yeah, new. let me introduce you to this. And I love mm. when, like I always love when people send me music and like, listen mm. to this or this, oh, this reminds me of you or this and that. It's like, oh, listen to this beat switch, the lyrics. And I love looking like, I always talk about like one of my favorite samples was, and it's a recent track, but if you look at the Schoolboy Q Man of the Year mm-hmm. and you look at the cherry chromatics that he sampled, yeah. and it's like those are such complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Your yeah. Schoolboy Q and the chromatics, dude, those are like completely, but he sampled that track, which is like, wow. Like, yeah. He was open minded to, to listening, listening to, to that. Yeah. And like, he ended up, that was a slap. That's one of his most, like, it's a slapper track. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's just so crazy and you like you go on my who sampled and like you read who mm-hmm. sampled this and like extra sampled that and that and the list goes on and on and on it's like so it's kind of so crazy yeah I, lo- I love sampling too i feel like i feel like that's why especially if you're an artist i feel like you should definitely be more open to listening to different music because like even like you might just hear something like that inspires you out of something you never thought that you would like really like for real like there's songs that I listen to that I may not necessarily like, but definitely inspires me to like make something crazy. Mm-hmm. And when you're, I guess, let's say, um, you got a, re- you're on a record and you, you want your, your, you hear the song from like the '60s, you know, mm. super groovy, you know. Give me one second, I'm gonna get water. You can keep talking. Yeah. So, and you're listening to the track and you're on some dang, I want to sample this. So you know, you pop it. I guess you take the track. I'm not sure, you know, the, the, the structure behind or what machine or software you use to, to kind of sample a track. But let's say I listen to this track, Jay, and how, how do I sample this track? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the machine or something that... that Honestly, the way I... Say, oh, I sample this track. Like, how do people sample it? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the actual music side of things. Um, the way I do it is a little different than the way other people might do it. 
because the way I hear it is a little bit different. I always, I always try to disguise my samples so you don't know it's a sample, really. I like doing that a lot. Or sometimes, I mean, it really it depends on the song, really. Mm. Like, like Sister Nancy Bam. Mm-hmm. Everybody and their grandmother sampled that. It's like mm. when they take that track and they like, you put it in these layers, I'm assuming, right? And mm-hmm. this and that. And I'm just more curious about how it all comes together. Like, usually, usually I'll start with the sample, but recently I've been starting with like creating the song first. And then I'll leave space as to where like I know a sample could fit in here. And then I'll just go into my sample library and just start listening, scrolling down, just listening to every song. And then I'll hear something. I'll be like, okay, I could work. I could work with that. And I'll typically throw it in there. I'll pitch it to fit the song. I'll chop it up to like fit how I want to like work in there. And then usually it fits. Sometimes it doesn't, but <laughs> yeah, usually it fits. Sonically, yeah, and sonically. Love fits. that. I love that term, man. It's like it's gonna be my new little uh, catchphrase. Got to, dude. That's sonically. sonically, like <laughs> I, I don't. It, sonically, it doesn't really hit like that, dude. Yeah, sonically, uh, I wasn't feeling that one. Yeah, not not really, Chad. Um, no, that's funny, dude. But like, I guess when you're, I feel like so many people make music, you know, mm. and I think there's a people do it as a as a novelty. Mm-hmm. And then people do it. All right, I'm buckling in. This is serious stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you're kind of, I guess, like the different, like, those guys who do it as a novelty, you know? Like, mm. for the, they're doing, they're making music for the wrong idea, mm. for the wrong purpose, you know what I'm saying? Rather than, all right, it's their, their passion. Would that be like a different, I guess, sonically speaking, like a, mm. a, a different type of um, groove you hear? The people that do it for a novelty, I don't bash them because it's like whatever makes you happy makes you happy. Yeah. And if it, especially if music makes you happy, that makes you happy, do it and do it, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't respect when those people try to come in and talk about the people who are actually like doing this, doing this for real, taking the time. Because it's like, it's just a, it's a different, you know, it's a different level, bro. You can't really can't really speak to this. It's, it's like it, we're really putting time in here, and you just going in there, getting on a two track, and recording your verse, and then calling it a day. Like it's just different levels that's, to this. That's the um, that's the th- a thing that I I know I kind of I, I I can kind of visualize and gauge. It's it's on some going back to that you know that art you know that's that denim jacket you know what I'm mm. saying you can go and buy that denim jacket. But if you can go and break down the list, learn the entire history mm-hmm. on the production of denim jackets and why why they came to be what they are today, and if um, like that homework, you do your research, do your homework, you'll mm-hmm. get you, you know you'll get to that. You just gotta you know go do, put clock in, do your hours. Yeah, do your homework. You can, yeah, do your homework, and it's like, um, I think that's dope. And people actually, all right, I'm gonna do my homework. Mm. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna educate nonstop until, you know, I'm able to yeah. to make to produce what you know I want to make. And let's say, I guess, what can you say to like, I guess, let's say someone, let's say I love music. Mm. I want to make music so bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm. For example, 
I'd where say, do I start to do my homework? You know what I'm saying? It's do I research the history of music and what makes a track a track and and start from when they were making music in 1500 BC mm. and then like just work my way up to today's standard? Or is there like a loophole that people just pop into on some? Mm. Oh, I don't need to do all this research. I can pop into this, get my foot in the door, and just rap like or you know it's yeah it's like how much research do you really need to produce? Mm or to make music kind of it's I really I feel like it starts with just a understanding it starts with understanding the structure of a music track not even that or, just understanding music and understanding feeling I say learn rules but not too many rules because uh, if you learn the rules and you know Seth told me this one thing he said once you master the the rules then you know how to break them okay so knowing the rules to break them is like the goal. So like I say, that's why I say a lot of people should just, you know, just learn the basics, learn your, your, your pop structure, learn all that stuff, learn your, your four basic chords, learn just the, the bare minimum. And then so you know, you know what you're doing and then you can learn to break it and do something different, you know? But I also respect the people that don't know that much about that stuff because then they just like hearing stuff like that, like hearing uh, someone who doesn't really necessarily know all that stuff, like because they there's something about them that just like that. It's like that. child, Yeah. Yeah. That childish like uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like it's like childlike, like they don't know what they're doing. So it's like it's more free and just some of the stuff that comes out of that just can be amazing. Mm-hmm. So I don't say, that's why I say learn rules, but not all of them. Yeah. Cause if you kind of look at like how a track, a music track is structured, I don't know the exact you know terminology, but you're going to get that intro and you got your chorus and then this mm-hmm. and that and that. And then a lot of tracks, you know, they're similar structure wise. Yeah. Tracks can be a lot. A lot of tracks are you know similar when it comes to the structure and like, okay, most songs are what three to five minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, there's all these similarities and, and, that are in the, you know, music, you know, mm. as we th- think all these similarities. So I guess understanding that structure, you'd say of, of the correct similarities yeah. that, that you want to portray. Yeah. But don't, don't live by that. Mm. Don't live by that because, and also learn to trust your gut. Cause a lot of people will second guess themselves and then that could ruin something. Like even we're just talking about American beauty. Like I remember when I was uh, originally working on American beauty, I had showed it. I can't remember who I showed it to, but then they told me like, oh, it's too long. The intro is too long. You need to cut that intro down, or you need to. It's not the right structure. You need to fix the structure of the song. And you and start like, in your in your brain. You're on some like, oh, I might be. Is he right or? Yeah, yeah. I? You start to second guess yourself. Like, yeah. well, maybe should I restructure it? Should I should I change it? Like, should I not have this breakdown in there? And then, but like now it's out, and it's like people love that song. And, and it's like, that was the, the you kept the long intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's like I love the intro because that's like. If that wasn't there, then I probably wouldn't have had the same feeling on the track. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that intro, I was like, all right, I'm like, I'm stepping into the church. Mm-hmm. I'm walking in. I'm. It's that intro, and you know, and it's kind of dra- brings me, you know, into the track, and then yeah, right, like I'm absorbing what's what I'm listening to. And that's why I say people I, should trust their gut. Mm-hmm. You know, just know when to make the right call, when to make the executive decision. Like mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But unless sometimes you should yeah, listen to Rick other Rubin people. Says you, no, just yeah, <laughs> and no. If Rick Rubin told me that, I'd probably be like, "All right, I need to cut oh, it. I need yeah. to cut the answer cut, down." Cut <laughs> no, but that's just that's a long. I mean, that's that's you a different Sonic. I mean, that's yeah. it's a whole other um, uh, ball game. But I just love bringing up his name. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Rick Rubin. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's kind of insane, dude. And um, 
I think that's super interesting and um, I guess learning about I love learning about music and you know in general and like I feel like you kind of educate folks on mm-hmm. um, music production I'm looking at the, the hard drive right there Lord knows what's on there bro it's yeah. probably that one of many <laughs> yeah and yeah i got like three in the back in my room <laughs> this is just the one i was using right now yeah, so i guess um what it kind of intrigues me is all right like what's what's that kind of um i want to make this track for mm. example and that's like you get that inspiration on some wow like you might see something like mm. oh like that dude's wearing this and that does that like can that trigger something to inspire yeah, someone to make no, a track? For sure. For sure. Like, yeah. like not my inspiration doesn't always come from like hearing music. Like I, I, could, yeah, like I get a lot of inspiration from like watching stuff. Like that's where a lot of my inspiration, like I'll watch a movie and I'll be like, Oh, I'll get all hype. Like, Oh yeah. I need to go to the studio right now. <laughs> I need to cook up that heat. Oh yeah. Like it's like a lot of that shit will just put me in the mood and I'll just be like ready to go. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it's not necessarily like I want to create a certain thing. It's just like, it gets me in the mood. It gets me like, oh yeah. Like I just thrive off of talent. Like seeing talented like shit just makes me, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Are you, a, um, uh, you know, Moody Man? I do not. So he was, uh, he's a musician. Uh, he's based in Detroit and mm-hmm. he's an older, older gentleman. Moody Man? M- Moody Man. Yeah. Moody Man. Um, house Detroit techno talking. You know, we start diving into like the the Detroit techno, Detroit house scene. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was watching this little like clip interview of him, and he was on some. You may go home to make some dinner. You may go home to do this and that. You mm. may go home for a drink. Go home, chill with your kids. But when I go home, I go on my drum machines, mm-hmm. and I play them all night long. That's what I love. No, yeah. That's what he was saying. And it's like, there is this track. I got, I got to play, like, I think, like, it's, I think you'll love the track and I'll, I'll play, I'll play it to you later. Um, Moody Man, right? Moody Man. It's okay. like, I love, like, the the house techno vibe and, like, that repetition of um, Sonics. <laughs> I got saying that word a billion times. The repetition of the Sonics you mm-hmm. hear and it's, when I play the track and it's like, talks about Detroit a little bit and it's um it's so dope dude I love house music and like that that just like techno and just that repetitive beat and it's Mm -hmm. like you get into that groove and no honestly I've been trying I've been trying to get into that more honestly if there's some yes if there's like if you could show me I want to like you got some you got some KRKs down there you got some I'll I, please show me I'm gonna play it dude because I've been trying um, to tap into that and make more stuff like that dude I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on. No, I, mean, I hate to say that. But no, put me on. No, it's um, and then she put me on some other tunes, bro. I got but, you. Um, no, I'll play you some stuff, and it's some. some I got my hard drive, so I got some beats up. And more. No, I'm just playing. No, do you? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I got, uh, I got no beats. I, I got. Like, I gotta ideas. hear that. I don't know, there. Jay. You know, I got, I got ideas that I, I can maybe put on the. If you got some ideas, you gotta show me some ideas. I, yeah, dude. It's I love music, man. It's um. You never know, dude. It might, this might be a crazy collab, but like I said, I'm always open to hearing new stuff. I love hearing new yeah, stuff. Yeah, so when I play it to you, I think I think you're gonna love it. Um, and I think it'll be a little. I think it's just so dope, dude. It's like when I hear a song, and it's like I play it so many times, and it's so mm. repetitive, and it's just so groovy, and it like mm. it puts you in a mood, and you're like, dude, I gotta share this, man. I gotta, I gotta. Other people gotta know about this. Yep, and, the best songs are the ones that 
you can listen to over and over again and the best songs that make you feel like you have to show somebody this yeah and on my spotify unwrap there is a song by enjoy small car big wheels like Mm -hmm. this alternative dude and it doesn't really have like probably 100 200k listens whatever um and i just play that song running i kept running it back six seven eight nine probably 15 Mm -hmm. 20 30 times a day just cue it cue it back forth because it's like and i'm just breaking down this track and it's like so good and i'm like dang this is such a good track such a good track and like he's got the switch there and he says this mm-hmm. and that beat switch right at like three quarters in the end of the song and it's like dang that's that's just like that hits home and like how how did this track like hit home and like just resonate so good and it's like mm-hmm. dang, the power of music yeah is literally insane dude. it can just like it can make you just feel anything really yeah it's like it's honestly insane not i'm so thankful that i'm in music honestly yeah and it's like i love local people making music and doing their arts and and what you're doing what sam is doing like the whole mm-hmm. assemble sound and everybody it's like that's like inspirational to me and like locals around it's on some dang like i can actually do that like look at that 16 15 year old kid it's like dang like I'm looking at big bro. He doing this and that. It's like, mm-hmm. I can do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. that's why I love when you're, you're in a, you know, you're looking at an artist on the internet. It's different than when you're physically with them in person. And, you know, you're inspiring people. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. what you do and, and what you portray, that's inspirational to people. And like, that's important. That's very important. You may, you know, some people may not think they're inspirational to other people, mm-hmm. but they actually are. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I don't, I don't even people, think you know, I realize people, They're thankful for you and, and like what you do and, and what you contribute. So I think that's very important that all like artists that are really like into their craft should realize that you may not think that you're helping other people, but mm-hmm. you're like, it's, it's, you are, you know what I'm saying? And, I feel like that's an important thing for yeah. I guess, musicians and like, especially like music, dude, like people like music is a lifesaver for some people. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's crazy how, how, how deep it can go. And it's like, <laughs> you turn on that track and like, it does something to your internals that like make you so happy or, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's very important, dude. So when I, I, I guess talk to people about music, it's like, it's kind of crazy. And, um, I think it's just so important and, if you're making music and like that is just dope, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're influencing people, you're inspiring them. I, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I kind of just had to say that cause it's, it's important. Yeah. Like I, I think it's very, I important. feel like I didn't even realize like until like starting this year for real, like some, some of like kind of the impact that like I had for real, like it's, it's weird to say, but it's like, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it could be weird. It's to like say, weird. But. Like, okay. I really like did something. Cause like I'll have people like, not even that I've never met or like I'm meeting someone and they're like, yeah, man, I used to like listen to chaos. And I was like, this is like, this shit is crazy. And I was like, damn, like you don't, you don't realize it. Cause like I, you know, I'm just in a hole. I say <laughs> not in a hole, but I'm just like, I'm in my basement just like working or I'm just in yeah. the studio. Just like, I, I'm never really like out interacting like with people. Like I'm always just, I'm just kind of a homebody, yeah. but like, like just hearing stuff like that. It's just like, damn. Like, it makes you feel good. It's like, it makes you want to work more because it's like, okay, obviously I'm doing something yeah. right. And the thing is, like, some people may not think it'll, it, it'll won't pay dividends. People think, all right, if I do this for so long, I'm not going to get my return on my time. And that, mm. But it, it, you're, the impact on an artist in general, the dividends will be paid. Mm-hmm. Monet- not, I, mean, not, I mean, not even monetary value. I'm speaking mm. just in general. Yeah. Dividends will be paid. 
in the future. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you get that return on your Yeah, it doesn't even investment. have to be something physical. Yeah. Just like that feeling of hearing somebody say like, oh, you inspired me. It's just like, yeah. it's something you can't buy. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just such a great feeling that like you, especially like coming, you know, where like you came from, like I didn't like really like have anyone teach me how to do this shit or have anyone like show me the ropes. Not until like recently of the past, like three years I've had help obviously, but like I didn't know like 10 years ago when I was in the church making beats in the back that the shit that I would be making would like inspire somebody or make somebody feel like, yeah, I can like really do this, you know? Mm. Yeah. And it's like, that's the thing with the music. It's like it's so powerful. Like like I said, it's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of insane, you know. It's, yeah. And I I want to talk to more people about music and and why they make music and and how how they came to make how they came to be. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, mm. that it's super interesting. And um, since I I love listening to music and and I'll listen to literally anything, play yeah. anything. I'll I will never say turn it off unless it's <laughs> unless it's it's made in in a in a in a in a bad purpose purposely made for a purpose that mm-hmm. is not for it to be bad yeah like yeah, yeah i can't kind of explain it but you know like your top chart 100 nicola like i'm not gonna tune in yeah that. no offense but uh i don't need i don't need to listen to that it's yes yeah. kids bob yeah yeah, yeah i know <laughs> it's not my cu- it's cool I'm not hating. Respect on to it. those kids, you know. Oh yeah. I had but, a kids Bob eight, you know. Yeah, yeah. Got but, it for Christmas. Yeah, I, I don't need it. But yeah, but I, I don't good. need it. Yeah, yeah, I'll just listen to the original artist. Yeah, yeah. I'm Gucci. I'm good. You don't, <laughs> don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny, dude. Um, Jay, dude, I, I appreciate it, man. I man, guess, I appreciate um, you having me. This it's been fun, awesome. dude. It's fun. Like I've, I've, you know, I want to, um, I want more musicians on and, mm. and more artists, and I want to learn more about the analytical and like just the people out there. It kind of, um see it from okay like dang that's kind of inspirational like i see how mm. he, you know he kind of and people might take that and say okay like that's cool like i all right i'm gonna tune in or oh, i might listen to this and that or oh dang maybe i want to make something or mm. i want to learn about fl you know it's yeah. like it's like all right dang I, I got a little boost of uh boost of motivation you know, let's, i'm gonna go do something you know yeah so, like give that platform for people to like learn you know yeah and it's like um, those are the best like where you're like i love like turning something on and like by the end, I feel like I learned something, yeah. or you know, yeah, and it's um, that's kind of what what how, the the gear I'm trying to do with with the pod and whatnot. Yeah. But appreciate it, man. Um, hey, I'm I gonna hope put I you, I'm gonna you know, after this we're gonna listen to some good tunes and yes, the, I gotta show you some stupid, shit. Yeah, I gotta yeah. see the um, I gotta see some of those some of that equipment stuff and um, appreciate it, Mister uh, Jay Cribs. <laughs> You can call me Mr. Cribs. <laughs> Mr. Cribs. <laughs> money sign, no money sign. <laughs> no, mon- no money sign. No money sign. No but, money sign. Um, <laughs> any last minute thought to the folks before we head out of here? Ooh, a couple shout outs. Shout out to uh, homie Pookie uh, on Fish Street. Nah, um, <laughs> Pookie on Fish Street. Yeah. on Fish Street. <laughs> um, I guess I'll just shout out my social medias. I only really have just Instagram. Uh, hi, folks want to tune in the music, you know, and you yeah. know, Spotify, you know. And Look IG me up on that. Spotify, J Cribs, no money sign, just J Cribs. Um, J A Y. Yeah, J A Y C R I B B S. Uh, Instagram is hi, J Cribs. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Appreciate it, Cribs. No problem. Glad to be here. Awesome. Till next time, folks. Cheers. Peace. <laughs>